Welcome to the Pointless Void Podcast, a podcast where screenwriters review scary movies. Do you like scary movies, Sydney? Thank you for that, Billy. Um, let's jump into talking about the Scream movies. So excited. Okay. So we've talked a lot about Scream already on this podcast in a non-formal way. Yes. But last night we finally finished all six. And I was expecting there to be some duds, dude. I, I was expected too. some of the... I was like, okay, I bet some of them will be good. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even close to as good as the first one, but I, there's going to be one that's just like, oh, that ruins the franchise. And we were kind of saying that three maybe was that movie, but looking back, three is really not. It's it, the worst one, but it's, but not it's that still bad. like a three-star movie. That's what I would rank it as three stars. Three and a half even. Mm-hmm. These movies are freaking brilliant. And you need to see them if you care about horror at all. Because not only is it a good horror movie in its own right, it makes reference to literally every horror movie that's ever existed that's worth speaking about. It's true. It does. Especially even Scream 6, the latest one, all the ones that were made after Scream, they start referencing and they bring them back, like the modern day horror movies. It was in there. There were some things from The Shining. Um, a lot of Alfred Hitchcock is, of course, just in there from Psycho and um, Vertigo and stuff like that. But if you're a fan of any horror movies, like this is the one to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So should we, should we talk about the movies and then rank them? Or should we tell you our rankings and then explain why? Should we do our rankings first? We can do our rankings first. I have my ranking do you want me okay. to go first? Uh, um, or do you have yours Since ready? you have it written down, I'll do mine. Okay. So, the obvious number one is number one. Easy. Should we go back from the bottom to the top? No, that's too hard to think about. <laughs> I'll um, do my bottom from the top. Because you have it written. Uh-huh. So, the first one is so brilliant. And we'll get into why again after we're done ranking them. But it, the reason the other ones are so good is because they reference the first one or that they like they do things that they did in the first one a little different but still like similar. The first one is is a brilliant 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 movie. And there's a reason why studios were fighting over that script and actors were like doing whatever they could to be in it. My second ranking I've been actually torn between 4 and uh, two. Mm-hmm. That's um, the classic. I, I really loved four because I think two was a fantastic sequel, but four brought in a new like twist to it where the killer was like the Sydney Prescott type, which was interesting. The girl, the, the girl that you thought was like the new Sydney ended up being the killer. And the reason she did it was because she was jealous that Sydney was getting all of the credit. Or not all the credit, but like everyone's like talking about Sydney all the time because she's constantly almost getting murdered. And so she wanted to kill Sydney and kill a bunch of people and then like make it look like she was also almost killed so that she could be the new Sydney. I like that premise a lot. Agreed. Second one was, I think, next. Um, I when when I saw six, I was like, okay, maybe six is above two, but I just can't give six above two because six was so good because of two. Yes, six like two like six probably overall was maybe executed a little better, mm-hmm. but they were basically copying two, and so that's why it was able to be so successful. And so I have to give two in the third to the edge and then i'll put six and then i'll put five and then i'll put three is that all of them yep okay so your ranking okay i'm gonna start from lowest to highest because i actually have it written so it won't be as difficult scream three is the lowest one out of them all that's what i put as well even even you know as it being the light the last still such a good movie yep 
I loved it. We said it was a fan film. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were saying. It was a fan film that's good, but and not we, canon. it's not canon. It's not canon. Um, kudos for it being the only killer, though. We'll go more in depth on that later. But um, number five, I have Scream Five, actually. Okay. Um, is that what I? Is that I the think order the, I had? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So far, we're in the same order. Now I did put Scream Six as number four. Now here's the problem, though. Between actually Scream Five, I can confidently put below those four but between scream two four and six is such a it's close hard. call I between can't. all it's three hard. of them now here's what i put i put scream six next okay and then scream four okay so we just flipped four and two mm-hmm. and then scream two okay um and then i have scream of course as number one of course now there's times depending on mood i'll switch four and two around yeah that's really just the I mean, that depending is what I did, yeah, so. factor. Um, Scream 4 was shot in my hometown, which yeah. has a lot of Plymouth, Michigan, the opening scenes in downtown Plymouth. And I'm from Westland. So I used to bike to Plymouth all the time. It's like a 15-minute bike ride. So, mm. Yeah, it was so funny <laughs> when we were watching it. You're like, I can't even remember what you said. I was just like screaming. I'm like, pause the movie right now. And then I'm like, this is... My hometown. I am sure of it. No, I'm pretty sure you're just you were just watching it. I was just like, "Holy shit!" Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and like, you don't even swear that often, but you're just no, like, "I was just." And I'm like, "What?" And you're like, "That's my home." Because I've never seen anything shot there before, and it's a scream movie. I was so excited that a scream movie was shot in Michigan, in my hometown. So I was like, uh, "And then Jenna Ortega's character is now from Michigan." Yeah, her Tara Carpenter's Tara. from Michigan now. So. Scream is just the best franchise ever. I just got to say that. <laughs> so good. So um, so now, okay, so we ranked them. So okay. I think we should now go through the movies in order. And talk about them. And talk about them. Agreed. Let me turn this off. <laughs> turn off your sound. You're getting texts about a video game. Yep. There we go. So one. One is a brilliant movie. I already said it. Masterpiece. It's so it's a true freaking masterpiece um the writer apparently wrote it in three days he was a struggling uh writer he had wrote he had written another script before that kind of got shelved even though a lot of people really really loved it and he was also very obsessed with horror movies in general he loved halloween halloween was his favorite and that's why in the script he has uh, Casey Becker say that her favorite is Halloween. There's a lot of Halloween references throughout. Yeah, specifically the first one. one specifically yeah. the first. Because he loved that movie so much. But everyone was telling him, it's like, the horror movie's dead. Slasher movies, they're played out. Um, Halloween was good for its time, but now there's like a million movies that just copy it. And so no one wants to go see a slasher movie anymore. Mm-hmm. But he was like, no, this I, I just love, this is, my, I, this is my style of movie. I love this so much. And he was watching the news one night, and he, he was totally broke. He was going to get evicted from his house. He didn't have his car anymore, all this stuff. And he said, I just have, this is my last chance. If I don't succeed right now, I'm not going to succeed as a screenwriter, and I'll have to go, you know, whatever, work at Trader Joe's or whatever. I don't know why I picked Trader Joe's, but... <laughs> <laughs> no shame in Trader jo- Joe's. No, yeah, no yeah, just kidding. I know. Yeah, <laughs> no shame in that, but he, his dream was to be a writer. Yeah. And so he's like, you know, if I don't succeed now, I never am going to. So he was, he just was watching the news and there was a guy, I can't remember his name. I should have looked it up, but I f- can't remember. Plus, I don't like to give credit to real silly killers, so... Right. <laughs> but he was known for killing people and then um, displaying them so that people could see what he did. And I don't know if any other serial killers were known for that, but he did He did do that. And so the news was they had finally caught him, mm-hmm. and he was getting convicted, and he was going to prison. And he saw that on the news, and he went up to his room, and for three days straight just came out with the final script. Um, and he sold it, and everyone wanted it. Paramount wanted it. Universal wanted it. Um, Miramax wanted it. Everybody wanted it. And every it was like the hot, apparently the hottest script in Hollywood at the time. And it's still one like known as one of the greatest scripts. And he went 
so he ended up uh, he for some reason they really wanted Harvey Weinstein and Bob Weinstein's company. What which company is that? I think it's just called the Weinstein Company. Yeah, but they had they specifically had like a horror section of that. I'm not sure. Dimension. Actually. Yeah, Dimension. Dimension. Dimension Films. And he ended up getting them to sign on to it and to pay for it. it ended up being sixteen million dollars to make. And they really wanted Wes Craven to do the movie. Mm-hmm. And Wes Craven turned it down the first time because he's like, I'm just tired of making movies where girls get sliced up all the time. And so he turned it down. And then they tried to get Sam Raimi on the project to try to get a few other people. And they, but they just couldn't, but they just couldn't get away from the fact that they just wanted Wes Craven so bad. Right. And finally Wes Craven agreed. And so now they had the movie, they had Wes Craven attached. They had, um, and a ton of big actors. They had Drew Barrymore attached. Actually, Drew Barrymore is the reason that Wes Craven decided. Drew Barrymore, they told Wes Craven again. They're like, hey, Drew Barrymore is attached to this movie. He's like, okay. And that was his. That was his turning point. I wonder how he, well, I'll let you explain the rest of the story and then I'll say what I would say. And so Drew Barrymore um, was supposed to be the Sidney Prescott character. And Drew Barrymore had this brilliant idea that everyone thought was so crazy, but is amazing that she did this. She really loved the beginning of the movie, which if you've never seen the movie, you should go watch it before you listen to this episode because we're going to heavily, heavily spoil it. But that the scene starts out with the ghost face character. So I guess it's Stu Mocker at the time who was calling her, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe Billy Loomis. Well, I, I guess think it was one Mo- of the, yeah, they were both there. They were both there. One of the two. Anyway, she got a call from him and then I don't want, I don't want to totally like go scene by scene because it's one of the best horror movie scenes ever written, but she ends up dying. And at the time, everyone going to the movie theater thought they were going to see a Drew Barrymore movie. (laughs) They thought that Drew Barrymore was the lead of this movie because she was supposed to be, Uh but Drew Barrymore is like, no, what if... I'm the girl that dies in the first five minutes. Genius. (laughs) And everyone's like, that is crazy. Why would we do that? We're losing our star power. But then they're like, but actually, we're not losing our star power. We can still use you as our star power. And then when you're killed, no one is safe. So it was brilliant. Like, props to Drew Barrymore. Like she is in the cover. She is the first one in Scream. She is the poster. She is the poster of Scream. She's the, so there's a main poster with it's just her face, uh-huh. like with her hand over her mouth screaming. And then there's a second poster where it has all the main characters and, and Drew she, Barrymore's front and center. Yeah. And then the girl uh, Nev Campbell is who actually played Sydney Prescott after they switched the role. Uh-huh. Is like behind her as like kind of a minor character. And then uh Gail Weathers and Drew or Dewey um are also behind. Right. Also, um Billy's there too, who who is Ghostface. Yep, Billy's one of the top ones. But just a brilliant idea. Never super novel for the time. I'm sure they've done that now after. Right. Because now movies have copied Scream so much. Mm-hmm. And then also a big novel thing was that they kept bringing up horror movies in the horror movie yeah and like the rules of a horror movie and they would and that was what was so brilliant about it is they would like call out the cliche and And then then do do the the cliche cliche. anyway Mm -hmm. but because they called it out it's not as like dumb right and it's funny no it's true so anyway the movie is is was really novel for the time because one the killer talked the killer um was somebody who was actually around and you had to figure out who it was mm-hmm. and the killer. Um, oh shoot. I literally had a third thing. What is also the killer? Oh, and multiple, there's two of them. Yeah. Multiple two of them. That was never, never done before. And so when they revealed there to be two, the first time we can never see this movie again for the first time, which is so sad, but it was such a moment when you find out that it's both of them. Mm. The, I still have vividly the memory of Billy coming out. Like, 
revealing C- that falling it's, down the stairs. Yeah. Well, because I was and like, revealing it's those two, and I'm just like, because I remember when we watched it for the first time, I was saying like, ha- like Billy is so guilty. How uh, is he ever going to prove that he's not the killer? And, and then, then he the gets killer comes stabbed. in and kills him. Yeah. And like, well, that'll do it. And uh-huh. so then in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, it can't be Billy. I'm like, who is it then? It's not. Billy was so obviously the killer. Mm-hmm. Like, could be Stu, but like he wasn't that much of the movie. Yeah. And then when Billy comes down and he like revealed that it's him, for some reason in the moment, you've kind of forgot that there was another person there. Uh-huh. Even though it's so obvious. Yeah. But you're just like shocked by the fact that he's not dead and that he says he's the killer. And then when Stu comes out and says like, hello, Sydney. With the voice changer. So good. The best. Like, one of the greatest reveals of all time. I was going to say, okay, the build-ups in these movies, especially since we're talking about the first one, the build-up to the end is one of the best we in We were any shouting movie. at the TV last we, night. I, last like, night. Who is it? Because last night, Scream said, <laughs> well, I'll, are we going to go movie by movie? Yeah. Okay, then I'll say that for later. But Scream 1, okay, the build-up. <laughs> at the end, you're just like, like you're like in front of the TV because you expect like now, but it's what they do so well is the confusion. Like yeah. you feel like you're the characters because you have no idea what's going on. Well, yeah. Like everything's just happening around you. People are getting stabbed. And the best part in Scream is when Randy and Stu were fighting at each other about who's the killer. And even one of the best. And the thing is, is I didn't know who it was. Yeah. I was like, wait, is it Randy? Is it Stu? But, but I'm then like, I kind of totally forgot about the scene where Randy was like sitting on the couch, like look behind you. So yeah. like it's obviously not Randy. So, uh-huh. so it is obviously Stu. Yeah. But I still, because it's so intense, I'm I like, forgot that it's who? obviously Stu. Yeah. I'm like, who's who? Like, wait, who's the villain in this? And then Stu comes out. Matthew Lillard in that was actually so good. <laughs> Love Shaggy. Um, and I thought like, when I, I've seen this movie, I'm like, is it more obvious? Was I just like being an idiot or I was like too into the movie that I wasn't getting like seeing obvious cues? But I watch it with other people, and they're also like, "Whoa, it's Stu!" It's like so obvious it's Stu. Uh huh. But we somehow just miss forget. it. We miss it. We just forget. That's every one of my friends who's seen it has been like, because I've, I of course, recommended this movie to everybody. Yeah. And they're like, I don't understand how they so obviously tell you it's the who the killer is, but confuse you to make it where you don't know who the killer is. Yeah. Like, cause he was saying that about Stu and Billy. He's like, of course it was. He goes, the two people confused him, but he's like, my top two are either Stu or Billy. But during the movie, especially near that end and all the buildup at the house party, he's like, I don't know who's the killer. And then is it, it revealed, Stu, is it Billy? Who knows? Who knows? And, and then, then it builds. And he's like, of course I should have known. It's like, it's it so obvious. Yeah. Two. Right. Once you know, it's two, you go back and watch the movie. You're like, Oh, that's why they were able to be in two places at once. Cause they were literally in two places at once. Yeah. So good. So good. Also, you know, this is Scream 1 in particular. Every script needs to take notes on how to do the first five minutes of your movie. Like the hook. Yeah. Scream 1, easily one of the best hooks. One of the best first five minutes I've ever seen. Oh, totally. In any movie. Totally. Hands down. And Scream is able to replicate that in their other movies to make it where the rest of them are also good, but different in a way, you know? Well, yeah, because they do a little twist on it, but Uh then it's always like, oh, but... Remember that first one? Yeah. The second one is the... One of the best it's openings. It's not better. It's not, it's not better, but it's equal, uh-huh. and that's hard to do. Well, that's the best part about the screen movies is you'll watch the beginning, and you're like, how are they going to top it? How are they going to make it... Not even top it, because you can't top the first one, but how are they going to make it great? How are they going to make it where I even care? And each time you're like... No, bad. And then the moment they do something, you're like, actually, never mind. Amazing. <laughs> we actually say that a lot. We're like, yeah. oh, I'm not like super into it. And then they do something I'm like, actually, I love this so much. <laughs> like, this is the greatest. So should we move on to two? Let's move on to two. Okay. So yeah, we'll talk about this. Two's opening, opening. scene in two. So the opening scene in two is brilliant because they set up that after the events of the first movie, Gail Weathers wrote a book that got turned into a movie. And so in the opening scene of the second movie, they're watching the opening scene of the first movie, but it's not because it's like the movie stab. Uh huh. And so it's like less quality and yeah. they're in the theater and everyone's dressed up like Ghostface. And this, I don't even remember the name of those two characters. Neither do I. But she goes up on stage cause she's running away from Ghostface, and she gets stabbed 
in front of the TV screen as Casey Becker's character is getting stabbed. And everyone in the audience is watching and cheering because they think it's a movie stunt. Yeah, they think that it's just people watching the movie just playing along with it. And they're like, yeah! Like, they're just like... And then she's dead. And then he walks out because everyone's in a mask anyway. Uh-huh. Amazing. Brilliant. Amazing beginning. I don't know how they made it as good as the first. It's It's different. It's different. And so it's not superior because, again a lot of what made it great is the first one. Right. But it, it was a brilliant way to call back to it, but do something new uh-huh. and raise the stakes. And also explain what the new series is about. Cause the first one, once you see Ghostface, you know, it's the villain, but now that the, they always are, have a little bit of meta and they refer to the movies. Um, and now they're able to refer to themselves because they make it a movie inside the movie. You know what I mean? So yeah. now they can refer to scream, or stab, I guess. Um, but for the rest of these movies, you'll see like ghost faces and you're like, is this an actual ghost face or is this a cot? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it raised that level of uncertainty and how crazy it is inside that world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just so good how they did that opening. One of the best openings. I, it is the, it is the best opening other than the first. Other than the first. Agreed. And, that's that's why this movie is ranked so high. I did, again, rank four higher, which four did something really... We'll get to it, but really, really interesting. So this is actually kind of that funny. That was almost bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk about that. So we'll finish, too. Now, here's funny, though. Okay, while we're on screen, too, do you want to know Rotten Tomatoes rankings for all six of the movies? I do. You know what's number one? Number scream one. 2. Number one is Scream 2. Yeah. Let's go. 82%. Scream. I mean, I'm, I respect it. Now, here's the thing, though. The audience score for that movie, 50%. It's a rotten score, which doesn't make... I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I love, <laughs> love that, Scream 2. Um, Scream 1 is number 2 at 81%. Okay. Um, then it's Scream 6 and Scream 5. Both of them have the same rating, 80, uh, a 77, 76. Okay. Same ratings. I, that's fair. Um, the audience scores, though, Scream 6 I put higher because the audience score for that one's like a 92%. Okay. While the audience score for the other one's like an 85. Still great. Okay. And I respect that. And then Scream 4 and then Scream 3 is see, Rotten Tomatoes rankings. 4 and then... Th- see, that's wrong. I agree with that. That's wrong. 4 is much better. 4 is much higher. Uh-huh. Okay. So, Scream 2. Sydney is in college now. Mm-hmm. Of course. Why? Where else should we? would she be? Right. And uh, some kills start happening again. Some frat girls end up dead. Um, Daphne, actually. Daphne, from, yep. So we have both Shaggy and Daphne in these movies. Both have died. One was a amazing, ki- amazing one was killer. A, that sounds one, awful, but you know. One was <laughs> one of the all-time killers of the franchise, and he died. And then the other was a fraternity girl. And the they other got thrown was off a balcony. fraternity girl, yep. Um, Dewey comes back, of course. Dewey yes. and uh, Cindy have a special relationship. I love Dewey and Cindy's relationship. Which makes sense. They would have a bond. Yeah, especially after Dewey's f- sister dies in the first one. And it's upsetting that Dewey and Gail are like super angry with each other. I know. <laughs> That's the one part I'm like, why? They were like in love with each other. They were like flirting so and It cute. makes sense for this one. But once you get into the third one, I'm like, come on. I'm happy Just- with it because of what I found out about oh. their real life. Right, right. Because if you don't know... Um, Courtney Cox. Wait, who plays Dewey? He's famous. But David Arquette. Yeah, I David can't Arquette. Pronounce it. Arquette, yeah. David Arquette and Courtney Cox were married in real life, and they met on Scream. Uh-huh. And so in the documentary, the David Arquette was actually talking about how him and her would like be flirting all the time. And then so when you watch Scream, you're like, wow, Gail is really good at flirting with Dewey because uh-huh. it's real. It's real, yeah. And then apparently in real life, they were kind of an on and off Mm-hmm. point when they did scream two yeah in real life and in the movie they were and then in scream three were they together in scream three so at that point they were married in real life okay. by scream three um but that's the point where they finally get back together and actually start living with each other is in scream three and okay. then by scream four 
They are married. They're a married couple. And they were happy, mar- happily married. And when, when Dewey, like, rolled out, Dewey rolled out of bed and Gail was there, both of us were like, yeah! We're like, finally! <laughs> finally, they're not fighting about another stupid thing. That's another thing. reason why I love Scream 4 is... Uh, it's because they were just happy. Because they were just together. together. Yeah, they were just married. They were happy. Um, and then Scream 5, they were divorced, which in real life, at that point, they were divorced. They got divorced two to three years after Scream 4. So I like the fact that it mirrors their real life. Right. Um, but it is super annoying. It's like, why are they always like almost together? Mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense as a writing because it makes you want something as a viewer. Right. And not just have it. Because uh-huh. if you just have it, you sometimes get bored. Agreed. I, I love all the fights and drama between their relationship. I'm not going to lie. Besides for three, because it was basically the same fight that they had in two. That's yeah. the only reason why. If they had a different kind of cause... Okay, yeah. I'd have been different, but um, I felt like it was just kind of similar. She was mad that he went, that she went and wrote a book, and they left. Which makes sense. Which does way. make sense. It does. It does. Gail just can't help herself. I know. And because even in Scream 6, she went out and wrote a book, which at that point, I wasn't even mad. I was like, you know what? This actually this fixed her. This is Gail. This is Gail. Yeah, this is how it works. It also gave a little bit of a callback to the first movie with the punch. So, Yeah, you know. you're right. And how the first one... She wasn't going to do anything. And then in the second one, she wrote a movie. Five and six. Are they going to do the same thing with three now? Scream seven, I meant. Well, we'll discuss that later. Where we learn about Tara's Bob. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so let's finish off two. Let's finish off two. We find out that the killer is some random kid that they just met. Yeah. Some college friend. And then uh, Billy's mother. Yep. Which is kind of interesting because Billy's mother was like the, not the reason. He was an insane kid. Uh-huh. obviously but like he says like the reason i'm so upset with you sydney and that i hate you and i want to kill you is because your mother is the reason my mother left mm-hmm. so it's kind of weird that billy's mother would be so obsessed with her son to the point where she follows in his footsteps and also becomes a killer well what i kind of like about that is that it might show she, like, why him. why cra- how why Billy's so crazy? Because it showed his dad in the first one, and he was just a normal businessman. You know what I he mean? He was a little bit like neglectful. He but was neglectful, not the worst parent. But now that the mom's there, it kind of makes sense in a way. In a it, way, I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. It, it ties a little bit of a bow mm-hmm. in a way that's not satisfying. In a way, sometimes that's not. when you call back and try to like give context for older movies, it kind of like makes the older movie lesser scream three and that's what we'll talk about in scream three (laughs) so again we find out that the billy's mom is the killer and so we can move on to scream three there's a lot more to scream two but you just need to watch it you need to watch it yeah great movie great great movie so scream three the worst of the franchise the worst of the franchise still how is the opening for that one it was cotton weary yes okay i liked that that was that was a twist because he was calling a different person. He was calling the boyfriend of the victim and not saying, calling I'm the killing victim. your, yeah, uh-huh. I'm killing your girlfriend rather than I'm killing you. Yep. And so he was like rushing home mm-hmm. that. So that was a good opening. And it also was good because what cotton wanted in the second one, um, cotton is a big character in the second one. Yeah. Okay, we didn't bring up cotton, uh-huh. Weary, but cotton weary was the person who Sydney f- got blamed for the original mm-hmm. ghost face kill. Yeah. It was found to be innocent because it wasn't obviously him. And so Cotton Weary is looking for his fame. You know, that was the whole second one. He's trying to get his fame. He's trying to get his recognition. Yeah. Um, and his story told, make money. And by the third one, at the beginning, he is that way. He has a nice car. He has a nice house. Good looking girl, you know. And yeah. you guess that all. And then Ghostface comes in and... Kills him. I think it's almost like, po- not poetic. So Ghostface has completely ruined his life. Completely ruined his, his life. His entire adult life. He mm-hmm. was in prison for a super long time. He was going to get the death penalty. And then when he finally was free of that, he was killed. He was killed. Mm-hmm. So the, the third one did have a good. It had a good. Uh, this is why the third is a three star still. Is because the rest of the movie is so good. Besides for just one. Just it was just, it was It was who the killer was. That like, you're like, Really? Also, they were trying to give backstory to Maureen Prescott, which, which just didn't. It's fine. I just think she didn't need it. She didn't need it. Maureen Prescott was the mother of Sydney Prescott, who, who was, was murdered, sleeping around. That's it. Who you know? was sleeping around, supposedly. To be fair, 
I th- was that what was happening, or that's just what Billy was saying was happening? Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I but think it is what was happening. They confirmed that it was what was happening. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. And then they they so this is kind of an interesting angle to the movie is that they talked about how Marine Prescott was trying to be an actor or an actress. I, I use the word actor for men and women, but she's trying to be an actor and she got taken advantage of by like producers and directors mm-hmm. um, sexually, right? Where yeah. they say like, hey, if you have sex with me in this, they had like whole portions of their house for that this. was dedicated to this. And it got to the point where they weren't even just like abusing it, but it was also like just straight up rape. You know? Yeah. They would rape these girls f- so that they could get parts in their movies, which at the time, this was before the me too movement. Mm hmm. But it's so crazy that that was the premise of the movie because right as the movie ended, it's. I remember we were looking and I was like, it was Whoa. produced by Harvey Weinstein. And we did not know. At the time, we didn't realize it was a movie produced by Harvey. Because uh-huh. all three of them up to this point had been. Yeah, but we just never noticed. But it just blew our minds that this is the story Harvey Weinstein was telling. I mean, he wasn't. All he was was the money. Right. But still. But still. Like, his name was the first one to show up. Uh Uh-huh. At the end of the rape movie about... Stars in Hollywood. Stars in Hollywood. And how everyone just slept to get their role and how the producers and studios abuse their power for women. And Harvey Weinstein is a piece of garbage. He is. And then Harvey Weinstein's name came up. Yeah. And I think that's another reason why this film goes a little higher in my book as well. I agree. Is because of just that line but the whole movie i like the movie beside and i'm even fine with him being the brother i'm okay with that i I'm know okay. I, it's just like okay now cindy's had a brother all this time but he, I, right i it's not my favorite i'm okay also, with have all you ever of even it seen that guy no yeah see that Never was the worst him. reveal well the part it was supposed to be right when she had birth in hollywood he she put him up for adoption okay yeah and then she found out who his real mother was, tried to go back. Now, here's what I hate. He's supposed to be the mastermind behind Billy and Stu. And that is what I cannot get behind. That is, that's, that's what I hate. That's the one part I cannot stand behind. Yeah, I cannot like stand behind. Billy and Stu to do it. That, you're right. That's the part that, that I hate. If that part was out of the movie, the movie it would, would be, be fine. It would be a fine movie. I, I forgot that that's the reason I hated it. Yeah. No, it's the part that he's supposed to be the mastermind behind Billy and Stu. And I hate that. Because it takes away Billy and Stu's craziness. Because he's like, I went them. I convinced them to kill your mom. I'm like, no, don't like it. No, Billy and Stu are psychotic. I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to like, oh, this is the big, big bad. But no, they shouldn't have done it. They shouldn't have done they it. They should have That's the one part of the movie that I'm like, no. So like the brother, everything, the Hollywood angle, I'm okay with. I don't mind. Just, yeah, that's the part it I It wasn't necessary. I don't need to know about... M- uh, Sydney's mom, right? But whatever, they're they're trying to do something. But yeah, you're right. That part is the part that's ruined the movie. Mm-hmm. It's the aliens in the Crystal Skull. No. <laughs> yeah, the one thing that ruins the whole film. That right? I'm just like aliens, really? Like the rest of the movie was good. Same with the new Indiana Jones movie, which I'm we, actually okay with the time travel. I'm fine with it. It was the part that ruined it for me, though. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. It was the part that ruined it for me. Mm-hmm. No, I understand. So four, my second favorite. Yeah. And your sometimes second, second sometimes favorite. second favorite. <laughs> this movie came out 2011. So yeah. How long since the third? 11 years. Yeah. 11 years. And so all the characters are quite a bit older. Not quite. Sydney's like in her almost 40 years old. Yeah. Which is crazy. Milf status, love Milf status. Her. We love we love her. We do love her. She's <laughs> we always say she's our new drink. We're gonna meet her. Or at least we're not gonna meet her. We're gonna like take a picture with her at a Comic Con, which is not that cool, but it's cool kidding? that we'll have the picture. It's cool. I'm down for it. <laughs> I I just I just don't really care that much about like meeting celebrities in that kind of a state. No, because they're true. not there they don't want to see you. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some days when we're when we're movie makers, we'll go visit these people and actually have we'll dinner go, with we'll, them. We'll and, cast. Yeah, we'll have uh-huh. dinner with Nevi or Nev one day. I would love to have dinner with Nevi and just be like, "You're awesome." I think her name's Nev. 
Is that what it is? Because I've been calling her Nevi, and you've been calling her Nevi. Mm-hmm. But in the documentary, I, they kept calling her Nev. So oh, I think okay, she's Nev. Nev, Nev. Nev Campbell. Okay. Sorry, Nev, if you listen to this. <laughs> yeah, but no. So, But we're still going to go and see, get a picture with her for Comic-Con, because mm-hmm. I've never been to Comic-Con. I don't really, that's not really something I care that much about. But right. But I found out the whole cast of Scream is going to be there. Randy, Billy, Stu, and... Uh, and Tatum is there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. I almost kind of want a solo picture with Tatum, with the first good victim. Not not the first victim. Obviously, Casey Becker. Drew Barrymore is not going to be there, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Drew Barrymore looks quite a bit older than all of them do. She does. Why is she that? She looks very different than... Did she not go for like the Botox and stuff? I don't know. Is she just natural? I have no idea. I mean, I'm not saying she's bad looking, but she just looks older. Yeah. Was she older? I don't know. I, I have no idea. Anyway... <laughs> Now we find this out. Drew Barrymore? Yeah. I know um, Drew Barrymore. She's 48. Actually, she doesn't look that much older. Really? Let me see a picture of her now. She looks like her. She looks like Drew Barrymore. Oh, she looks stunning. Never mind. Yeah. I'm thinking of some... I don't know. I Maybe she just saw a bad picture of her one time or something. Yeah, that looks like Drew Barrymore. But Nevy looks like the exact same. Nev looks great, dude. She looks Love good. Love Nevy's 49, a year older. Yep. Oh, she is older than Drew. Nev is, yeah, a year older than Drew Barrymore. Okay. Just primarily, though. Okay. So, Scream 4, the opening was very weird for that movie. And the, that's why I was like, is it bad? So, the opening started kind of interesting. Yes. Like, the girl got a call, and he came. And it was a very good. I liked the scene, and then all of a sudden it cuts to... And it's like, stab four... Or stab eight, seven specifically. Yes. Uh huh. And then uh, Kristen Bell is sitting yes. there with this other girl, and they're watching the movie together. Uh huh. And like, whoa, stab! And then they get a call, and then Kristen Bell stabs the girl watching the movie with her, and then it's like stab eight, and then it zooms out a second time. Uh huh. And then they're like, what? There's like a reveal in a reveal. What is this movie? Stab died is weird. And then I think, is that the real world at this point? I think it's the real world at this point. Dude, I would like have we're in the actual. So, even though I love Stab 4, or Stab 4, that was weird. Scream 4. Uh-huh. <laughs> it would have been so incredible at the very, very end of the movie. They zoom out. Stab died. <laughs> I know. That would have been funny. That <laughs> I mean, it would have ruined the movie, but mm-hmm. it kind of would have been legendary. Right. But, uh. Anyway, yeah, that was a so that it was kind of weird how that movie. I remember started. at first we, this is how you and I watch the screen movies. We seriously are like, I hate this, I hate this, and then we're like, actually, actually <laughs> they keep doing it, brilliant, but like brilliant, because that's how I felt about Scream Four. At first, I'm like, what is going on, and then when it finally ended, I was like, you know what, I actually like that. <laughs> well, because because the thing is, is they kept like doing different kills, and I was like, they're all great, uh huh, but then they're like not real, and so it's like. That's kind of sucks. And I was like, maybe they just had a bunch of good ideas, and so then they just put them all in. Yeah, that which would be funny. That would did. I think it also just showed how the Stab franchise and the movies have progressed till then, you know? Yeah. Like, the fact that they've already made, like, nine, you know? Eight or nine of them. And just, you know, 11 years later. And so... And I think they were trying to also show that... The killer, I think they subtly were telling me, hey, the killer could be a girl this time. That's true, because the killer was... Because it showed um, Kristen Bell's character being mm-hmm. the killer. Yeah. I think that was a little foreshadow. Yeah, because the girl, a woman has never been the killer. Besides Billy's for mom. Billy's mom, but I like to think that she never wore the mask. She was the mask. She was just orchestrating mastermind. all of it. She didn't ever have the robe on. Yeah. She was always in the press, you know, circle. I like to think that she was... Uh, the mastermind, not the actual knife yeah. wielder. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm the whole time but then but anyway so i think that's kind of why they did that Mm -hmm. um so then we meet kind of the the new crew so to speak we have this girl this blonde girl named kirby and we have her friend jill and they're the new they're basically the new tatum and sydney is what we're supposed to think right and that's why the reveal of the end of this movie is so good Um, because jill ends up being the killer the Sydney character. And um, I kind of forgot where I was going with this. We just meet those two characters. What happened to this movie? I know it was great, but now I can't remember even the pr- pr- plot. 
so I'm trying to think. They meet. Because this wasn't the one they went back to the original house, right? That was five. That was five. So four is Nevi, uh, Nev. Nev, sorry, and not even Nev, Sydney. Sydney <laughs> <laughs> Prescott at this point has written a book, and she's going out doing a tour for it. Oh, yeah. Um, and she's okay. in Plymouth, Michigan, my hometown. And she's in Woodsboro. Actually. She's in Woodsboro, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> so she is there and she's promoting her book and everything when these killings start happening. Yeah. Um, and the first one was, you know, we find out that one of the girls in these new in this new generation of victims is the niece of, of Sydney. Oh no, I'm sorry, the cousin. The cousin. You're right, cousin. Yeah, yep, yep, the yep. cousin of Sydney. I um, mean, they're like, have you talked to her? And she goes, I haven't talked to Sydney in years. Like no one talks to her. She's kind of her own, you know, she does her own thing and everything. Um, and then they have a little, you know, scare. One of the killers was messing with, I think, Kirby or something. Someone gave him a call and they just hung up and then they almost got oh, into yeah, an accident. Oh yeah, in the car. Yeah. yeah. There, were, there were three girls. At there was three point. girls. She got killed. The third um, one got killed pretty early. Now I'm trying to remember. The third one had one of the best kills where you saw all of them through the window. The window scene was, I thought, a good one. You're right. Where they couldn't reach her, but you know, she, they saw her there and they were like... You're... Yes, that uh-huh. was brilliant. Because also, one of the victim, one of the actual Scream people, uh, I mean, Ghostface... One of the killers... Was w- there. Was... Jill Roberts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cousin, so... They were both in that scene, yeah. And so, one of the best kill scenes. I'm trying to remember what brought Sydney back... So her receptionist got killed, um, Allison Brie. Allison Brie, we love her. I know. <laughs> I kind of loved it. though. I love that she got killed. I- <laughs> oh, that was a good. Kill. He threw her off the. <gasps> threw her off the thing in the press when conference. The press conference. Yes. When Dewey said, "We have everything under control," and then, and then Ghostface <laughs> throws her body into the press conference. That's right. That was amazing. I forgot about that. That was amazing. That one was great. No, we don't have it under control. Because <laughs> was- even Gail, we- oh, and then Gail trying to get back into investigative journalism, and then yeah. no one would let her in, and then the cop, uh, what's her name? Uh, it's the same as the rabbit from Zootopia. Judy? Judy, yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I never made that connection. Yeah, and they kind of have the same like, Officer Judy is her Officer name. Judy, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So <laughs> Officer Judy was there, and she loves Dewey. but She's also, in love like, with Dewey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but just great, great movie. I'm trying to think of anything particular. The window scene was something new that I loved. Uh-huh. Um, first female killer. Jill Roberts. First female character. And that also... Also, she killed Stu's character. She killed Stu's character. So, like, they were, like, working together. She's just like, yeah, and I'm then the boss here. Here's another thing. They had the scene in the kitchen. Classic, you know, scream scenario where they get figured out at the house in the kitchen. Um, and you realize that she orchestrated everything, brought her boyfriend in, just shot a boyfriend straight in the head. Like, she was a pretty gruesome. Also, there was some pretty good, like, intrigue with the... with. Kirby and that guy kind of flirting and yeah. kiss, almost kissing. Oh, yeah. You're right. And then how and she then went she... to go save... Like, she was on the phone to save him because uh-huh. he was playing Steve's role. And then when and he, then got, when saved, he she... got saved, he stabbed her. Brilliant. So good. It, it was um, a good reveal. And then we don't know what happens to Kirby. Foreshadow. <laughs> she dies. I don't think they meant for her to come back. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> but they did write her back. But they did write her back. I think it was smart that they never just mentioned her again in case it, it fits you know what i mean they didn't bring a character back from the dead but well yeah because we just didn't know we just didn't know but and we, they survive all the time yeah we all thought she died especially dewey dewey's just you know dewey when he well we'll talk about that in the fifth um <laughs> but uh i love that at the end you know you have the killings but then they bring you to the hospital like the movie's not over most of the movies end in that kitchen scene you know when they have, and then the police come and they end everyone. But instead, she orchestrates everything, stabs herself, also, lays on the ground, to, we and then the we bring him into the kitchen. Sydney. They killed Sydney. They killed Sydney. But then we found out that she had survived, but we had thought she died. Yeah. I was like, no, if but Sydney, it's amazing. If Sydney ever dies in any of the Scream movies, I will be furious. I'll love it, though, in a way. It's like, it has to be good. It has to be good. It has to be done well. But, but if they gonna, do it, they're not going to mess it up. They're not, they won't. No one's going to be willing to kill off Sydney Prescott unless they do it amazingly. Amazingly. But they're never going to do but it. But they'll never do it. She's out. Dewey was a good kill, though. 
Worth that it. that one was actually they Skipping did really well. A little bit, but yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so then, in the hospital scene is when Jill. So Jill finds out Sydney's still alive. Yes, and that ruins her plan. Mm-hmm. So she because because she told her plan to Sydney. So if Sydney's not dead, yeah, she's screwed. And then they go out trying to find her. Oh, at this one. Remember the Stabathon, the two nerds kids. So we bring back another Randy character into the fourth one. Um, the two kids that were in charge of the movie club. Yeah. And they run the Stabathon. And this is the first movie that Gail got stabbed and almost died. Well. Was that five? That was four. You're right. Uh-huh. Gail got. Well, oh, she yeah, almost. They were doing that, um, that movie stab Marathon. Show. Yeah. yeah and right. she put up her cameras and then Ghostface took him out. And so, um, yeah, so Gail was in the hospital as well. Everyone was in the hospital. Everyone, by the end of this movie, was either shot, stabbed, or injured. <laughs> even Nev. Even Nev. Even Sydney. I don't know why I keep calling her Nev. And then I love the ending where it was the press conferences outside saying, today we have a hero. And it was they were talking about Jill Roberts, the killer. And she was smiling because her plan was successful. And then she was playing. And then the movie just ended there. Like, it didn't continue anything more. It was... The movie ended where all the press conference thought that Jill Roberts was the hero. I mean, of course we know that that was corrected later, but I thought it was a good ending. Yeah. You know, it was, it was very, very, very good. That's My why Scream 4, favorite. yeah, Scream 4 was amazing. I'll have to watch Scream 2 again because it's mm-hmm. probably going to flip, but... Whichever Scream one you watch recently, it probably will be mine. That's like, the thing. Is I'm like, but is 6 the best one? But then, <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> we just watched it. Okay, so 5. Five is another, another eleven years. Eleven years, and this one—I don't remember if I liked it or not. I mean, I, I loved it, but I mean, I ranked it pretty low, and I can't remember why. So, the reason I ranked it low is just because Scream One, Two, and f- Four are just so good, and Six. Yeah, did I have, wait? Did I have Six ranked before? I think I had before Five. Yeah, you yeah. would have. I think Scream Five had some of the some of the best scenes. Yeah. Overall, the movie I rank lower, but it had some, like when in the hospital when they're when mm-hmm. they're ch- when they're chasing Tara. Yes. And then Sam's boyfriend, and she call. We see Ghostface turn on his or her voice uh, thing, and then start speaking. and then talk on the phone. And, but we hear it from his perspective, her perspective. Not on a phone call. Not from the person hearing the phone call. Uh-huh. That's never been done before. No. So as it was on the phone, you would see him chasing. I keep saying him because it was the girl at the time. It right? was the girl, Because the guy yeah. who was also the killer was... Richie was... Out of... Yeah. Out of the costume. hmm And then that was the scene after when... Dewey was finally killed after four movies of surviving and getting like brutally stabbed, brutally like stabbed everyone times. <laughs> and then Ghostface saying it was an honor. Ugh. that was, that was a good. fantastic line because as a Ghostface killer, if you Dewey's got a, Dewey, Dewey after Sydney, Dewey's the biggest prize, right? Oh yeah. If you get Dewey, if you can kill Dewey, if you can kill Gail Dewey or, or Sydney, uh-huh. you're the greatest Ghostface to ever do it, and he got and she got Sydney because Gail called him. I'm just kidding. I'm not blaming Gail. Gail but, didn't know. But yeah, no, he I should know. have just shot. I don't know he why. Should have just shot. <sighs> but when he said you got to shoot him to be sure, and then left, I was like, oh, he's dead. Like I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> it was they did it in a satisfying way, but it still does suck that he was killed. Oh yeah, no, they did it in a very satisfying way. Like it was just the thought of just the line of it was an honor was phenomenal um for dewey Uh, the beginning is very very reminiscent of scream one yeah what i love though is how did it begin so it was jenna ortega tara um is how are we on time 49 minutes okay so tara is in her room how in her house trying to talk about going to this party her parents are gone we can get the liquor cabinet whatever um, and she's talking to act. She's texting the other killer, actually. But we don't know this. That's true. And she was a texting scene, her friend. Yeah. Eh, what's an Amber? What was her name? And no, it was Amber. 
whatever. She was texting her friend mm-hmm. Amber, and then it's like, oh, but he got Amber's phone and took a picture of Amber. And was videotaping Amber there, and they're like, make sure Amber can... But Amber was the other killer also. Amber was it the was, other killer also, yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was a setup. Have that we was, had three women in a row? No, two. Two. We're still on five. We're still on five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're still on five. Two in a row. Two women in a row. Um, I'm trying to find... We've had just as many women as we had men these days. Not quite. Not quite. Close. But not quite. Um, We had Belly's mom, Jill, Amber. That's three of the... Three of five. Yeah. But each girl had a guy helping, so... Amber, yeah. Amber and Richie were the two killers. It was Amber. Mm -hmm. Okay, sick. So... She was also so nice and helpful to Tara the whole movie. Like, oh yeah, I'll I'll get your uh, inhaler or whatever. (laughs) Like, yeah, no. It's like, well... (laughs) Actually... Serial killer. Um, uh, also, the scene when she was like begging for her life. Uh, I know. She's like, I was just radicalized by the whatever. I knew, I was radicalized by the... Okay, one I thing was, that upset the crap out of me is when Sam was speaking to specifically Sydney and Gail. And she like said something about like to put down Sydney and then said like, and what are you doing here? You're just some like washed up reporter. You're a washed up morning host. Morning You're host. You're just a morning host. And then I like pause the movie and I'm like, what is she freaking talking about? Put some respect on Gail Weathers' name. Not only has Gail Weathers <laughs> survived and killed four, so I don't know how many she's actually physically killed herself. But she survived four. She survived four and was a big part in the solving of the mystery four different times. Also, Samantha... She wrote all of the movies mm-hmm. that this is about that you guys are using. <laughs> How are you just saying she is just a nobody reporter? She is the most important person here next to the other person you're disrespecting. Sydney Prescott. <laughs> it's she, That part annoyed me so much. I was like, shut up. Like, I mean, it, they did it on purpose. I know, I know. But like, what are you talking about, Samantha? What do you know? What do you know? Everything. 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 (laughs) You guys need us. Which is actually, this is a big thing for the Scream 6 that we want to talk about with the lack of Sidney Prescott. That's the only bad thing about that movie. The only bad thing. Actually, if Sidney was in that, it might be ranked number two or three. Almost one if it weren't for the fact that it couldn't exist without one. I know. Mm -hmm. So, number five. But as far as entertainment like value... Oh, After yeah. seeing the previous ones, it's top. It's one of the top tiers. If Sydney was in it. If Sydney was in it. Because there's some scenes in so there. So, we'll, yeah, we'll move we'll on discuss. to six. Um, anything else we need to talk about in five? Both uh, of them died? Really. Oh, okay. Yes, there was something I need to talk about in five. Here's something that I'm not liking what they're doing so far with the new movies. You know what? I'm giving them faith to keep going. Her relationship with her dad, Billy. Just. That's whack. Oh, that was in five. That was in five. Um, and how like she like embraced her kill herself and like Billy's like you got this you go girl and it was almost like an approving Dude, smile Sam had the most brutal kills in both five and six yes Sam did and the new Sydney I know they're trying to I think they're trying to make her like Sydney work because Sydney killed the killers but Sydney killed the killers in defense Sam enjoys it Sam likes it too much Sam stabs too much Sydney was like you know like taking him out to take him out you know, to protect herself, to protect she her friends. She like stabbed him like 16 times just, and yeah, did him, yeah, it did yeah. it in places that didn't kill him fast. Yeah. Like her, like when they stab, like you see him stabbing along the arms. I'm like, you psychopath. Like she is a psychopath. Like Sam is a psychopath. Them. Now, like Sydney doesn't necessarily want to hurt Billy. She wants to not be hurt by Billy. Yeah. And she wants to protect her friends and herself. That's what, yeah. that's what Sydney does. No, Sam wants to hurt him. Sam wants to stab him. And it was almost like Billy's like helping her out at the end. And, and I was you're like, you're supposed to feel sympathy. She's like, Oh yeah, but my boyfriend, like I just feel so betrayed. Like so did Sydney. So did Sydney. Literally they had the same arc. They did. Billy is, or whoever that stupid guy is that I don't care about. Uh-huh. He's the, he's the new Billy in the new Richie. era. Mm-hmm. Richie is his name. Yeah. But they, they do refer to him as like the OG Billy. Uh, not they refer to him as like the new Billy, but they also bring a lot of respect to still Billy and Stu, which I like. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think they should move on from Billy and Stu though at this point though. Yeah, they can 
shy they can away still from, exist in the they in can the shy memory. away from them a little bit on the films i agree they don't need to as much throw you know talk about billions do which don't get me wrong they're the best of the best but yeah so um, what, what is the opening of six the opening of six was the teacher on her date Oh yeah, the professor. The oh, professor. that was weird. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, that was an interesting opening. We with had Scream. a killer be killed by. Mm-hmm. We had a ghost face killer be killed by ghost face. Because here's what was crazy: they got us really good. Because well, got us just like you know the audience. Um, because how every movie ends, what they do, um, especially I think this is more particular in five and six. At the end, when they go into the credits and the scream title appears, is when he goes down and he slashes down you know, on the neck. It's like a classic movie they do. Yeah. And when they did it with Professor, it didn't cut away to the scream title. And I was thinking, I'm like, wait, what's going on? And then he took off his mask. And then he took off his mask and you saw him, which is actually a flash from the Spider-Mans in the MCU, which is kind of funny. But anyway. (laughs) Is he? Yeah. He's Flash Gordon. He's uh, the kid that always picked on Tom Holland Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so you see it and you're like, what is going on? And he walks back to his apartment and he's talking with his buddy who is also doing this. And their motive is finishing Richie's movie, like the scream movies, you know, that was their motive, which is funny. Cause that was like the one in the past one. So I was like, Oh, they're going to do this again. And I'm like, also like, why are they showing who the killer is? I don't like this at all. That's point of scream, you know, is who done it mystery. And then he's on the phone with who he thinks is his friend that's helping him with this. When it turns out it's the actual ghost face of the movie. Yeah. One of the three. One of the three. The first one that had three, mm-hmm. which again, because when, watching the first one, it was such a shock that it was two of them. Mm-hmm. But then every movie from that point, except the third one, had two of them. Yeah. So it's not much of a surprise that there's two. You're no. expecting it. You're, you expect to. But I wasn't expecting three. No, three was good. And so when... And in the sixth movie, we got two ghost faces stabbing one person in the same frame. We've never got that before. That was one of the coolest. Ah, coolest. Yeah, coolest. That was coolest, one of the yeah. coolest in the, scenes. In the lens of watching a... In the lens of watching a Scream movie. A scream movie. Yeah. It's cool. Um, having both of them do that and then doing the classic, you know, wiping off the blade together in unison. The, yeah. I just feel like the wiping of the blade, did he ever... Was that a ghost face thing? Yeah. Did he do that in previous movies? Mm-hmm. Started in the first one. Really? Yeah. He wipes his blade every time. Okay, fair enough. I just didn't mm-hmm. notice. I'm pretty sure it, it starts in the first one. They did it so obviously in six that I was like, it was is this more, new It was more obvious in six than they did in it. Like, they raised the sound of the whoosh, like louder than in the rest of them. Because <laughs> I think these particular three guys were, they were trying, they were over the top. They were. Because they were, they were the copier of the copiers. Uh-huh. So they, they, which I wonder if they, that's they why they the made co- it so they obvious. They had the collection of all of the previous ghost faces, which uh-huh. I don't know how they did that. I'm willing to look past it because he's it's a cop. Fun yeah. and cool to see the collection. Uh huh. It just doesn't actually make sense. It doesn't fully. No. <laughs> how they would have well, first of all access to those things, and second of all, it just wasn't how Ghostface mm. operated. Yeah. He would throw away masks left and right. Like he didn't have a mask. Like there was no mask that was Billy's mask. Right. That's the one part I didn't like. I was actually fine with the collection. I had no problems with it. It was the mask that's like, this was Billy's mask. And it's like, they're holding it. They're like, this is the mask. No, the point of Ghostface is that he can shed his costume whenever, you know? Like it's not about keeping. And there's millions of these costumes everywhere. It's not like Michael Myers' mask. That's a different mask. Yeah, no, that's a mask that it like has. Because the, the the actual same mask like uh, rots throughout the movies. Yes, that's a different situation. That's a different situation. The, the point of Ghostface. The point of Ghostface is that he has like a cheap bo- mask that he just got from the Halloween store that he can before. wear whenever. Yeah, and discard whenever, and have multiple copies, um, which was good. Also, one of the most traumatizing deaths actually was I think in this movie the latter scene yeah. that that girl was that was just a long prolonged death. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, but it was kind of it was crazy how they were going from one apartment to the other, and then after he dropped her, yeah, he just looked at him and then left. Also, I will he, say this: she, this which is which one was it at that point? Who, who knows? 
It wouldn't have been the girl he, because she was pretended dead at that time. Oh, you're right. It was him. Mm-hmm. It was him. It was her brother. It was the brother. Um, also, what I love is this movie had a lot of callback to the second one. Yeah, because again, it was the previous killer from the fifth one's family. Parents, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dad and siblings. Yeah. That did it. And also the fact that one of them was the mastermind and one of them was the killer. Because I don't think the dad ever wore the costume. I mean, he sa- he said he did, but he wasn't wearing oh, the costume in that scene. Or oh. he, I mean, he said, I, and I have the Billy mask. Oh, oh. Okay. So I think when it was the so, most rotted mask, it was him. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, I think gotcha. he was the one with the shotgun. Oh, you think that was him? I think so. Okay, that makes sense. Because then so. he was there right away afterwards. True, true. Yeah, I think and he could shed, and he could be a cop. Oh, that's probably how he got through, you know, because you were saying they surround the building. How could he have escaped? But if he shed it quick enough, yeah, and then was able to join in with the police officers there, you know what I mean? Exactly, it works. Okay, you're right. I do think that was the dad actually, Um, but that was great. Kirby comes back. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Nevi Prescott. Not in this movie. Nevi Prescott. I love that one. Nevi Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. Um, Nev Campbell is not in this movie. Very sadly, they gave her a line about how you know she took Mark, her husband, and kids away, um, but that she can't come. She deserves her happy ending, mm-hmm. which I'm happy with in a way. I am happy with. I uh, also Mark. Mark is a stud. Oh no, Kate Joseph, um, Sam's boyfriend, the first actual good boyfriend. First good no. Sydney's boyfriend in high, in college was good. He just got killed. He was. He was. You're right. But he was still a little up. He was still like mad and upset. That's like, you should trust me. He was good. He was good. But you're right. But I think Joe was. He was good. The good. way that he said there and was like, you're right. Call me when you're safe. I'll leave. And he leaves. I was like, now that's. And he had done a bunch of other things too. Yeah. Like standing in front of her at the cell. Like, I don't know. Just small yeah. things that I was just like, this well, is a good guy. And he was the one who airdropped him the photo. Yeah. He, no, he was, I, I, I'm excited for him in this next movie. Agreed. I really like his character. I like him as a person and um, I'm excited but, for him so, and Sam. So I'm actually okay with, uh, Sydney not being in the movie because, because I feel like she has a good ending. She does. And if we continue to make movies, I don't want them to ever ruin her. I know. <laughs> but I don't like the way that she isn't in this movie. Right. Where they weren't willing to pay her what she's worth. And, and that's why she wouldn't her. be in it. And there's a scene in particular that when me and Jack were watching it, we had to pause it. And I was like, because well, I said something that made you think of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. You were explaining something about that. And I was like, Oh, and then we were watching the scene. And I was like, Oh, this is totally it. But yeah, uh, I said, man, that line would have been so good coming from Sydney's mouth. And I was like, that probably was totally it was written for her for, written for her. Cause there's a line where Tara is talking with Kirby and is like, how did you get through this? And, Kirby explains her story, which I mean is, you know, she, she knows how to get through it. She's been through it once. And yeah. But, but it would have made sense for Sydney. Sydney to be like, Oh yeah, I've gone through it five, five times. times. It would have been this is more how I meaningful. Get through it. And what was the line? I don't want to be afraid of the monster. I want the monsters to be, be afraid, afraid of, of me. me, which coming from Sydney, it's coming from Sydney, who in the last movie said, um, I'm Sydney fucking Prescott. Of course I have a gun. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just awesome. It would have been but, so good. Um, she's our fa- uh, She's my favorite final girl of all time is Sydney Prescott. I love Laurie Strode. Love Jamie Lee Curtis. Dude, in the first one when Randy says, she's like, why is Jamie Lee in all these movies? And then he's like, well, because she's what you call the scream queen. It's like, I don't know if Randy knew he was talking to the new scream queen. I know, queen. right? <laughs> but, um, literally, the scream queen, queen yeah, from scream. scream. <laughs> it's like... You know what's funny, though? I was actually looking this up. Okay, Kevin Williamson is the one who wrote Scream. Yeah. Do you know what else he wrote? Uh, he, I mean, I know like an older <laughs> movie he wrote, but... Halloween H2O. <gasps> no freaking way! He did! That he, one wasn't bad. I thought you hated that one. No, it's Resurrection that's bad. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, he wrote Halloween H2O, though. <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't know that. <laughs> really? They allowed him to do Halloween? That's kind of awesome for him. Yeah. Because he was such a fan. He's done a lot of horror movies. Lots of horror movies. Um, I mean, of course, Screams are his his top ones by far. But, um, yeah. Halloween H2O 20 years later. <laughs> um, yeah. I do like Kirby. 
I'm excited for her to be a... Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for her to be the new legacy. I agreed. Because, um, I mean, they didn't kill Gail. I thought they killed her, but they ended up saving her at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with, but I wouldn't be upset if she wasn't in the next movie. I, um, and we just don't have any of the original legacy characters. Yeah. And it makes me sad to think about, but it's but kind of... It's a franchise, baby. We got to move on at some point. Yeah. And the old stuff still exists. True, true. It is true. We it's just love Gale them. Gail will probably be in it. Gail will probably be in it. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with Kirby being like the new legacy. Oh, yeah. And then the current, like the new people. Agreed. Sam, I just... I can't tell if I like Sam or not. I just don't like her deal with her dad. I know. It just doesn't work for me. I don't. I'm not a and fan of it. And her dad being Billy Loomis. Yes. First of all, why does Billy Loomis have a kid? Right. The point that she Which, like. I'm willing to like say, okay, fine. He has a kid. But I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll like her in the next movie. If they ever make it. Which they say they are. Yeah, no, Scream 7 is definitely coming out. But if it's anything like 3, it'll probably be the worst of the trilogy. Probably, but I don't know. 5, 6, 7 being a trilogy is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So we have, we have the original trilogy. We have a the middle fourth movie one. that was incredible. We have yeah. a new trilogy. Yeah. So hopefully they round off that third, second trilogy. And just finish. But see, that's the thing is if it's a great movie, I would have said, hey, don't make a sixth one. You might ruin it. And the uh-huh. sixth is one of the best ones. I know. So then I'm like, well, don't make a seventh one because you're going to ruin it. And maybe it's going to be another one of the best ones. So then when do you stop? Because this is the first franchise that's just like, they're crushing every movie and I don't know how they keep doing it. I know. Like Halloween. And I'm not afraid to say that I dislike a movie from a franchise I like. Oh, yeah. Like, Halloween has some garbage movies. And right. I'm a huge fan. Friday the 13th has some... Has only garbage Only garbage movies. movies which is why it's good. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even say the original is good on Friday but, like, the 13th. I'm not afraid to say a movie I dislike, I dislike. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to pretend to like it because... It's your favorite franchise, good, yeah. Scream just genuinely keeps cranking out fantastic movies. I know. I... You see, that's what I would say. With most series, you know, I kind of thought this way about Toy Story. I'm just trying to think of another franchise that I'm like, end it. They're going to make a fifth one, aren't they? They are. can't believe it. I know. But I liked one, two, three, and four. So, I I mean, if it's good, it's good. good, And that's what I have to say about Scream. I was like, you know what? I want them to end well. But if they just keep making great movies, then... Why stop? Why stop? (laughs) Also, I did love the the line in uh, Scream 6 by... His nephew, by Randy's nephew, or no, niece, by his niece, where she said, this is no longer sequel. We're now franchise territory. Oh, yeah. I was like, let's go. I love that. That is pretty great. Well, anything else we want to talk about? Because we're over an hour. Um, I can't think of anything. That's kind of all I wanted to... Love these movies, dude. We love them. Go em. watch them. We, well, this podcast would have sucked if you hadn't seen them, because a lot of them are like inside knowledge stuff. Yeah. So hopefully you have seen them all and hopefully you love them just as much as we do. Of course. Although by our movie reviews at this point, you should know to watch the movie before we <laughs> yeah. discuss it. Unless you just are a heathen and just like our voices for some reason and don't care if we actually make sense. Then this is your podcast. Oh, okay. Awesome. I think we're done. Yeah. Hope you guys, thank you guys for coming along. Yes. Tell us what your favorite scary movie... No, I'm just kidding. What's your favorite scary movie? What's your that's favorite too dark. scary that's movie, too Sydney? That's not how... It's more grainy how. than it is glow. It's more like... It's more... He like yells, but like quietly. It's weird. You think that, Sydney? You think that... Yeah. That's that not bad. That wasn't terrible. <laughs> you don't have a voice changer on, so... I don't, yeah. Thank you. I'm just... <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, let's uh, jump back into the void. <laughs>